I don't have any notes on Instagram. No notes. It's fine. Instagram. What a platform. Go no notes. James, how many followers you got? <laughs> Where? Collectively or on one particular? On Instagram. On Instagram. I'm not. You're not a big gram guy? I'm not a big gram. I don't post on Instagram very much anymore. I Neither have I. I've, I don't I've think I've posted in years. I've got 1,061 followers. Pathetic. That's pretty weak. If down I'm not round, even logged in. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. If down round users want to really, like, pump my numbers, let's get us up to 2,000. I'm at 4,500. I used to be at 6,000. I've shedded 1,500 followers. That's crazy. So if, if you want to jump on uh, at JR Hennessy on Instagram and get JR to 2,000, <laughs> to 2K, now's your time to sort of prove yourself that how, how loyal you are as a down round subscriber. And, you know, you, you do pay for it, so you, you must be relatively loyal. Yeah, they love you, mate. And my promise to you is that the last time I posted was on New Year's Day. I've posted four times in three years. Oh, wow. My Wait. promise to you is that if you guys all en masse follow me, I'll post once more. I lied. I've posted three times since 2018. Wow. No wonder those 1,500 people have left. Yeah, I think it was during COVID, I think, that I really sort of lost posting momentum. Because, you know, back then you couldn't really post anything because... There's nothing no to No one's doing anything. And then yeah. the habit disappears. You know, and also, I hate to say it, Instagram got extremely bad in those intervening years. Yeah. And you know what? I'm thinking that maybe we do an entire episode where we talk about that. What do you think? You know what, James? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, look, we've talked about Instagram in a lot of episodes, I think, mm-hmm. glancingly, but we haven't actually done a full episode about Instagram and what Instagram has become and where, where it's going and where it's been. Because I think if someone had a gun against your head, and I really want you to picture that, you know, the cold steel of a pistol mm, okay, got against it. your temple. Mm-hmm. Um, are you picturing it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a Desert Eagle. Desert Eagle to the temple. That's overkill. I was thinking just a nine millimeter, but it's fine. Okay, you got you got a deagle pressed against your temple, and a forty four magnum is about to turn your head into red mist. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, "What was the number one social app of the twenty tens? Yeah, it's the gram. It's the gram. I think incredibly culture shaping. Everything was chasing the tail of Instagram and making." following its kind of like weird logic. And it was chasing the tail of everyone else. It was like a snake eating its own tail. Uh, the the Ouroboros. Um, <laughs> yeah, you. no, totally. But now it's like a complete dead zone, I would say. I mean, it's not, not entirely. People still use it quite a lot. Uh, I think it still is, and my prediction, and we can get into this in the, the episode, this is a bit of foreshadowing, it still is and will be in a few years the number one social platform. Okay, great. But- I think it has lost a lot of steam. Oh, yeah. It sucks. It's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so are we. Not us. Like in oh, you particular. mean people? Yes. Okay. People yeah. equal shit. Remember those T-shirts? Is yeah, that pe- like a Marilyn Manson kind of album or something? It, it's a Marilyn Manson song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> people equal, equal shit. Maybe let's bring that energy back. <laughs> Not Marilyn Manson specifically. I understand that he has some problematic qualities. Yeah. But I was thinking about. Um, sorry, this is a massive aside, but we're, okay. on the, we're on the we're um, on the. It's a, a, episode, it's so a subscriber episode. Feel so free I can. to digress. Oh yeah, you know, there's the Kanye song "Black Skinhead," and they used to play that at three quarter time, like in AFL 
matches in the grand final they played like just yeah, you know, yep. those fantastic drums and I was like oh you couldn't really play that anymore I'm like actually you could you get away with it because he's sampling Marilyn Manson yep. and I was like oh actually well, you know God <laughs> the song is just you know you even gotta, those drums you got you got to kill your darlings There's, nothing is sacred any longer they're still hot drums sure no, no nothing can take that away from you yeah but it's kind of funny that instagram was the app of the 2010s because it was literally launched in 2010 well, it was obviously perfect for a number of reasons one is that well here's my overarching theory the yep. internet was obviously for nerds it yep. was for nerds when it started computers were for nerds Computer games are for nerds. I know our Zoomer listeners won't understand this as a paradigm, but, like, if you played games, you were a nerd. If you went on the internet, you were a nerd. Like, it was stoner bashing time, you know, like that era. The first social media platforms were text-based. Again, we've talked about this. Part of that is because text was able to be, like, sent over 56K modem or early cable modem or early 2G networks. Wireless mobile networks were great for sending text because that's all I could send. But it also meant that most of the early internet was super text heavy because you could actually communicate via text and downloading an image, let alone a video, was like that Simpsons meme of it like slowly loading. Yep. But like humans, we don't like text. No. At the end of the day, we, we do. I know you nerds, like I like us, you, listener, I like me and James and we like to read, Like, but we're friggin' nerds. We're lame. We're lame idiots. Okay, well, let's let's back off a little bit. But we like I, to read. We like text-based media. I understand your broad point as applied to everyone that's not me. But yeah. and then Instagram came along and gave us something that we actually like way better than text, and that is images. Yeah, I mean, okay, I think that's a dramatic oversimplification. I don't think that's a simplification <laughs> about, at all. What about all the the custom MySpace builds people used to do? And they were not all nerds. Some of them were. No, but that was HTML. Like that's yeah. not images. No, that's no, not no, people's totally. faces. That's well, not like tapping the lizard brain of ours that yeah. says, "Oh, image of person, keep swipe for another image of yeah, okay. person." Well, like let, interact with face. No, I broadly agree. Let me give you a slight adjustment to your thing. So obviously, Facebook had. Photos was a big part of when the news feed launched. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. as we've talked about, I think a couple of times in the podcast, the Facebook model of uploading photos when it became available was you had your digital camera, you took it to a party. This is two thousand eight, the heady days of two thousand eight. Yeah, Sony PowerShot. You've got exactly. You've got one of those. You're walking around the party. You're taking pictures. Three Everyone, megapixels. Everyone's posing. You got that ultra washed out flash kind of look, and then Saturday morning you plug it in you dump them all on Facebook. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, you wake up and you look at Facebook on your computer, you're not looking on your smartphone, and you have like, you go, oh, fuck, here we go, 12 notifications. Yeah. You got a little, little 12 on that red flag. Yeah, you've been tagged. And, and it's like Raph Dixon has tagged you in 23 photos. Which, by the way, huge growth engine for Facebook. The reason I opened an account on this Facebook thing, the Facebook in the first place, was that someone tagged me in a photo. See, there you go. It was a, a huge customer acquisition engine. That was kind of like the way that photos worked on Facebook. And can I just say, it was a there was a nice shared experience to the fact of being like, oh, here we go. Fuck, I got to untag myself from that. I look like shit. Got to untag myself from that. I look like shit. There was a curation element to yeah. pouring through those dimes. Instagram was kind of like the first, not the very first, but the first to be popular, like native smartphone photo sharing applications. That's true. With yeah. the idea of like, not only can you not, is it not about like dumping stuff that you've taken on a camera or elsewhere? It's literally like you take a photo and you upload it. You yeah. whack a filter on it and you upload it. And in fact, I think at the very beginning you couldn't upload pictures to Instagram no, no, that you, weren't taken in the app. 
in the app. Yeah, you had to use the in-app camera. But like it launched with the camera on the iPhone, but it also recognized that the camera on the iPhone was shit. So it allowed you to put filters on it to make photos look, in retrospect, even more shit. But at the time, it felt better. And like, you know, it it was at that period, it came at the same time where there were a bunch of other apps that were launching that offered that sort of filter functionality. And the idea that you could like not only take a photo on something straight away, but then like immediately put it into software and do something with it mm. rather than put it on your computer and put it in the Photoshop or whatever or, you know, some web app. So Hipstamatic was, I think, a fairly humiliating part of <laughs> the culture. Mm. The idea that you would have, like, <laughs> remember you made it look like a vintage camera and you would have to look through like that little viewfinder that was on your screen and you were taking like photos with the, I actually never downloaded Hipstamatic, yeah, I have right. to say. Well, okay. Well, you, you obviously alluded that sad time. But, yeah, the idea that it was then applying, like... Cool filters. An ancient film look or whatever. Yeah. And because, like, I can't remember the last time that I saw an Instagram photo that had a filter on it. had a filter on it, yeah. Like, no, nobody does that anymore. Even though, like, they've made their filters, I guess, better. And also, like, filters have not gone away because, like, TikTok and Snapchat filters are massive. Yeah. But, like, the concept of applying a vintage sort of look. It was because the photos looked shit to start yes. with, whereas now the photos our cameras take are pretty good. They look about, Yeah, they look great. They also, another big thing that Instagram did on launch is they used the Twitter social graph in order to, like, scale in that you signed up for Instagram and told them what your, like, Twitter username was and it could, like, link you with everyone on Twitter because Twitter at that point were, like, we're kind of semi-open source and like we yeah, open source graph our, is, is unlocked. our, yeah, our yeah. graph. And so Instagram could immediately be like, here are all of the connections. Like we can just use the Twitter social graph to like make the connections ready built, which is something that would take so long and requires so much scale to actually achieve otherwise. Yeah, to yeah. see like connections between people and accounts and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So yeah, so you, you had like the sort of base social function, you had the filters, you had the feed. That was all pretty cool. Facebook acquired them very quickly. $1 billion. One of the best buys, I think we can agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much did Google acquire YouTube for? What was that? That wasn't much either. I think it was about a billion as well. Let's have a look. 1.65. So So 1.65. So similar ballpark. Between YouTube and Instagram, two good buys. And considering in our last episode, we were just talking about how Discord was up for $12 billion. We're looking at Microsoft's buying game studios for like $30 billion. A very good deal. And keep in mind, the, the thing that's like so funny to think about is that Facebook was like new. Mm. Facebook had only been around since 2006, basically. It had been available to the public and off campuses since like, what, 2008? Mm. And it acquired them in 2012. Uh, so it's only really a few years after. And one of the reasons that they bought Instagram was that a bunch of different reasons why they bought it. One, already at that point, younger users were flooding to Instagram. Mm. And like they were like, okay, this is where all the growth is. So it's very funny that even that early in Facebook's kind of like ascent to the top, the social network, the movie had come out two years earlier. They needed to like glom on to the next big thing, which yeah. was already eating their lunch. They need to acquire a competitor yeah. that was growing way faster than they yeah. were. It had a better photo product than them. So they needed that. It's a better product. Humans prefer photos. Yeah. Was, and TikTok proves this. Yeah, they love some visual input. Uh, obviously, you know, they wanted to acquire their, their user base and their social graph and all that kind of stuff as well. And, yeah, as you said, $1 billion, phenomenal deal. The story since then, has been, I don't think Facebook has really done anything to Instagram that has made it a better product. 
like it's made it dramatically more annoying and cluttered and full and yeah, like stories, which obviously they stole from Snapchat, straight off Snapchat. People love stories. Yeah, stories is good. I personally don't freaking no. watch them. Like I, I find them in like I don't know why anyone does, but apparently everyone does, I, and it massively increases your time in app. Yeah, and blah, I, blah, blah, I don't. Blah. I don't really. But post them. I can't remember the last time I've posted an Instagram story, but a lot of people do. And well, I, I understand think- you sick listeners are all there, like going through your freaking Instagram stories and watching them and rotting your brain. That's make, make, making, you know, turning your life into a little narrative. I would never do that. <laughs> I live my life on my own terms, buddy. Yeah, uh, but like stories was a good move, even though it's yeah. annoying because it's like, oh, you just stole the good thing that Snapchat did and shoved it in. And like at the end of the day, Reels is working. Reels is working. Yeah, to a certain extent. I don't think it's it, – for it to actually win, it needs TikTok to be banned. Like, I don't think it's actually beating well, TikTok. That's why I said that it will be the biggest app in a couple of years. Because, because you, you expect that to happen. I sure. expect that to happen. But the thing about Instagram is it went from being, okay, this is the product that we own to have this sort of like photo thing, to have like a, some sort of photo aspect, different view for people who like it. It eventually became, okay, this is where the younger users are. So we just need to treat that as Facebook Junior. Yeah. Like so as Facebook, the main app, started to like bleed users and people stopped spending time on there and it became incredibly unpleasant and bloated and shit and full of racist boomers or, you know, whatever. But we say that as people in our 30s, like at the end of the day, Facebook is still a massive, massive No, no, massive no, it's, it's still, it is still, still growing. Massive. It's still massive. But it's clear that even years ago, Facebook was like, Millennials were fleeing it. Millennials were fleeing it. Gen Z didn't even bother. And like it's the the line is no longer a hockey stick up to the right on Facebook. So as a result, they were like, we need to basically bleed Instagram for every cent that it's worth. Mm. And the way we do that is just by cramming all the sort of features that are in the main Facebook. Let's start with the algorithmic feed. That pissed everyone off. Obviously, no one wanted that originally. But we say that, but reveal behavior. People prefer the algorithmic feed. Yeah, At yeah. the end of the day, people prefer it. We all say we don't and we want to not. That's the thing. We want to not want the algorithmic feed. I want to just open Instagram to check in with my friends and the celebrities I particularly like or and the insightful people I want to see. But actually... You much prefer just seeing some random person trying to balance three watermelons on their head or whatever it that is. That does or, sound good. Or like the I classic actually, that, as we've said, military husband returns to find wife cheating husband reveal or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the thing I will say is that I think we're in a weird position where I think you're right. Yes, like revealed preferences show that people, at least on a time spent on app basis, like that. But I think if you objectively evaluated and spoke to someone and said, do you enjoy your time on Instagram? versus, like, if you ask someone that in 2012, the, like, enjoyment of the platform would be way lower now. No, it definitely would be. I think people recognise that social media is not making them happier, but they will spend less time on Instagram if you show them their friends. No. So, like, Instagram will make less money. And if you ask, but if you ask someone, like, should Mark Zuckerberg go to jail? Yeah, they would say yes, with 100%. No, but but if you ask, like, when you open your Instagram app, what do you want to see? Mm. And I think there's a degree of, like, they're lying and what they really want is man with three watermelons on head. (laughs) But there's also a fact of, like, that's what people want from it. They would say, I want to see all my friends' photos, blah, 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 blah. But the black pill on that is that we keep getting things of like challenger apps popping up where it's like, oh, we're bringing back the classic Instagram experience, yeah. where it's just a feed of photos, chronological order, all your mates posting things. That is never coming back. No, people don't that, want it. That is never. If you're sitting there entertaining the theory of like, oh, 
I'd love a really nice, simple feed of just pictures of my mates having lunch and get parties and, and whatever. Number one, you're now 35 years old. That doesn't happen anymore. No. Your friends have kids. Their lives are over. No. But two, that form of app is just like dead. It's private. It's not the same as a social. Yeah, like it, a, it's a, a public sh- social app. Is, yeah, it's a shared iCloud photos library or whatever. Or, like, or even know. just like a group chat. Or like a group a lot chat of, a lot of that dump yeah, photos, yeah. With, you, well, with like your close friends or whatever. The idea of like a public-facing chronological feed, for just photos, none of this video crap, none of this stories crap. Dead, never coming back. Mm. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to break that to you. And speaking of videos, as I was saying earlier, like to a certain extent, like the t- technology itself is responsible for what humans it turns out want is the TikTok algorithm, right? We want videos, the, the fire hose of content, fire yeah. hose of videos pumping at us, cut quickly to music of random people who we probably will never see again in our entire lives talking about something we're vaguely aware of. That's like a fleeting thing that gets our endorphins going. And then another, and then another, and then another, and then another, and then yeah. another. But that's because now, again, in the era of 4 and 5G and, like, faster internet, we can upload and view a million friggin' videos in, like, a session to keep us transfixed and, like, make us dissociate. Because at the end of the day, humans just want to dissociate. Don't dissociate, scroll through, whatever. It started... Back in the day, around a campfire, yep. banging sticks together, you just wanted to dissociate to the rhythm. No. You know, they took it to the opera house. Then text, and we could kind of dissociate through just vaguely reading, like our friends' stupid takes. People just want a vibe. They yeah, want, they they just want, want a vibe. Remember the, remember the days where, like, you could actually get to the end of your Instagram feed? Yeah. Remember, and that was one of their selling points. Yeah. Even in those early days, it was like... You're all caught up now. You're all caught up. You're all caught up. There are no more photos for you to look at. <laughs> yeah, your friends have a Photos, photo. done. Yeah. <laughs> There is no more images no for you to look at. Done. Come come back later. <laughs> come back later. We the, might have a few more. The only time that apps do that now is like that's a gimmick because they're like consciously, oh, you want to lower your screen time? Yeah, or an error. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or, exactly. Or it's some, bugged out. There's some there's some sort of error. But but back back in the early Instagram was like you are done. There are no more photos today. I'm not going to show you like a, the latest picture from Hasbullah. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Hasbullah is posing with a new MMA star. You're not going to, you know. <laughs> no, exactly. <They're, laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to use like our one million parameters to try and determine what like, you, for some reason. What will keep your attention for three seconds longer yeah. to keep scrolling just so we can show you something else. Yeah, you want to see like an American hurling abuse at one of those guys doing the trick ice cream things in Istanbul? <laughs> I do want to see that, actually. That's rock and roll. Like the incentives are completely different and... We've learned you, you can't go back to stone tools once you've built the the Parthenon, you know? No. I, <laughs> I'm just putting it there. But the, 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 as a result, like the Instagram brand has been like incredibly diluted. Like it used to have a very strong brand. Yeah, for sure. This is the sort of stuff that used to happen. Now it's just a hub for whatever Facebook is like interested in. And like, you know, I fully expect now when I, the very few times that I open Instagram, I don't know, it's not like a daily open for me, I will see like some new feature you know, like you know how now they have like the weird tweets thing where you can do a text post. Oh yeah, at the top there's like an update, a status update thing. Yeah, yeah which is like obviously stupid, but they're constantly just trying to cram stuff in there that maybe will keep your attention for a bit longer. I will say it's probably the closest that a Western company has come to an everything app with like Instagram shopping and everything. I think that was, you know, we talk about a lot how Twitter is like a really poor advertising platform, mm. and a simple test of that is this: is like. And you, dear listener, I'm talking to you. You might be driving in your car and you hate when we say, hey, Siri, because it makes the podcast stop. Sorry about that. We're going to stop saying, hey, Siri. (laughs) (laughs) 
You might be on the train on the way to work, just like looking around at all the people around you. Um, but point being, when was the last time you bought a stupid product, or not a stupid product, a great product off Twitter versus when was the last time you bought a product off Instagram? Yeah. And I think most people will say that, oh, yeah, I've bought a few things that I saw advertised I've never, I've never, literally never in my entire life have I bought something from someone who's been advertised me on Twitter. No, neither. But I've bought multiple things. I would say that the Instagram product advertising system is, is basically the best one that's ever been built. Yes, definitely. In, ter- in terms of like impulse buying things, Facebook was never that good. I've bought things from Facebook ads, but they tend to be like a little bit more reasoned, whereas like Instagram has always had that function of just like, here's like a cool sweater. That you want. And it's like, great. And, and most of the time it's pretty bang on in terms of like the kind of clothes that you wear. They built like an absolutely like phenomenal advertising engine there, which is... TikTok has definitely not even come close to that. They're aspiring to that. They're, they're, and the fact that you can basically purchase it in app if it's a Shopify and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. You, it's you, like, you're completely ready to go. You can like, and then you can get back to the feed. Very impressive stuff. It's cluttered with incredibly niche products that do incredibly niche things that are perfectly targeted to you. They've done incredibly well with that. They did, I think, at least from like a platform health perspective, fuck up in that like the ad load it's way too high. It's just that's the thing. Whenever I open Instagram nowadays, I am blown away that I'm like, if you take a gap from Instagram, like I like for me, sometimes it'll be like a couple of months or whatever between opening it. Every time I open it, I am blown away. It feels like it's one in three. It's like, literally, it is literally one in three. One in three is some sort of ad. I think they backed off a little bit recently because I think the yellow is slightly lower. But at its peak, which was at for ages, literally one in three pictures you look at is like some sort of product. And I guess their testing must have shown that at least for a while that was that was working. But again, it comes down to the fact that it's like Facebook is fighting for their dang lives in terms of getting anyone that's under 50 to use Facebook. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm not, I haven't been saying meta, but I, it's called Facebook. It gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, they gave up on that. They realized that their only lifeline to new users, Instagram. So they cram all this sort of stuff in there. The thought of making it a actually pleasant app to use is completely out the window. They just assume that like it's table stakes. Everyone has an Instagram account and probably looks at it. So this is where everything goes. Yeah, it's Amazon brain where it's just like... It's, it's complete Amazon Like brain. whatever the algorithm says, the most amount of users are going to be the most amount engaged and will watch the most amount of ads. Yeah. That is what we and you And you can also see, you know, the classic formulation of like you ship your org chart which they you know it's mm. the old saying which basically means that the way your company is structured is going to be reflected in the software you put out is so obvious in both facebook and instagram obviously facebook has got undergone a huge amount of retrenchments recently they've cut back a lot of middle managers a lot of staff and one of the things that came up a lot is that there were all these kind of like managers who were trying to get their product up didn't really care if it made the app better or was good. They just needed to ship something. Yeah. And the main Facebook app is the biggest example of this. If you look at like, you click on that little burger menu with the yeah. sidebar, you literally will see a hundred features that you've never even heard of. No, totally. That it's Facebook crazy. offers. Instagram's not quite that bad, but you can still see it. There's some new thing. There's some new functionality. There's some new feature. There's some new something that has clearly been like shipped relatively thoughtlessly into just like this heaving mass that Instagram is now. You know, their innovations on the product are chasing what 
other features they see from other competitors because obviously internally they're not able to promote the people who actually come up with like amazing unique ideas or innovative right. ideas anymore and right now it seems like the number one strategy is like regulatory capture through attempting to get tiktok banned so that those users will and content will all be forced over onto their platform yeah. and you are right in that if tiktok does get banned that's what will happen those users will go to reels because it is you know it's not fully feature complete it's like weird filtered development community is not quite as rich as tiktoks but it works and it does everything that you'd want. Those people can jump over pretty easily. And more importantly, the advertisers will just take their current 20% of TikTok spend and move it straight back over to Meta or Google, I suppose, but like more likely Facebook. Yeah, you're right. If they do ban it, that's a huge boon for Instagram. That's the natural home for it. I mean, nine months ago, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal talking about how Meta were employing a PR agency who was tasked with basically planting as many negative stories about TikTok as possible in any press that they could get it into. It's a definite strategy for them because at the moment, Meta have been on the defensive for years now, originally against Snapchat. And like Snapchat are not very big against Be Real. Like anytime there is anything that's remotely a competitor that they now can't acquire because obviously there's so much regulatory scrutiny, then they steal obviously the ideas immediately. And then try to get the other thing Try to crush the other and thing. And try and crush the other thing. And it often, it often works. Like, as you say, uh, Instagram stories were, at the time it was so, like, blatant and people were like, this is this is like, you know, corporate theft at the mm. high degree. But it turned out that, like, the stories format was, like, very popular and it just became part of the language of the internet. Every app had it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously, like, a, LinkedIn. Yeah, well, I mean, Twitter's had it. <laughs> they totally did. Well, well Fleets. Fleets. Fleets, God. You know, I can't, say, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say that Elon Musk has made Twitter better. In fact, I think he's made it about 10 times worse. But they didn't really deserve to continue in their <laughs> in their existing for fleets. They had to pull that down. LinkedIn possibly still has stories. Yeah. Like, I mean, Facebook even has stories at the top. There's like yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk and like maybe some brand or something at the top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people I went to high school with post Facebook stories. I have had friends who say they use it because like, they want to post baby photos. And it's yeah. the only way their older relatives are going to see it is if it gets like shared to Facebook stories as well. Yeah, it makes Which, sense. Which as far as in terms of like a product roadmap sort of thing, pretty grim signal. <laughs> it's like, well, unfortunately, you know, my 65-year-old aunt yeah. has never bought anything from a Facebook ad because she doesn't know how to click on them. <laughs> That's the only way she's going to say it. But the thing that I think is really interesting is, as we mentioned before, Instagram used to be like the engine of culture in the 2010s. Mm. That's where all the influencers were. Stuff happened. Yeah, they on basically there. Invent, invented influencers. Like, yeah, the concept of influencers comes from Instagram. Mm. The modern way that sponsored content works, invented on Instagram. Like the idea of like a some model doing a photo with like a sunscreen brand <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, just lathering sunscreen on herself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And saying how much she loves it in a very organic way. That's just like an Instagram invention. Hashtag ad. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag, hashtag spawn. Ad. Hashtag spawn, yeah. Spawn con. That's all invented there. That all happened there. Even if, like, the Reels wins by dint of some, like, regulatory move, it's kind of hard to imagine it, like, getting back to, like, that red-hot cultural engine position it was once in. Well, yeah, and it is hard to imagine. Like, we talk about the top ten of music basically being dictated by TikTok. Yeah. Will it? Will that happen on Reels? It's like, in theory, I guess it could if if all these artists went over there. It doesn't feel like a birthplace of culture. No. It's kind of hard to think of that happening ever in any other way, like an old network online 
reclaiming its former glory. Mm. Tumblr has tried to win back. Tumblr used to be an engine of internet culture. Yeah. I would argue it wasn't very good or edifying, but it was. A certain type of culture. A certain type of culture. It's not been able to reclaim it after it, you know, banned pornography. Yeah. uh, Which turned out to be load-bearing. Twitter is kind of looking shaky, but that's like a different kettle of fish altogether. Uh, Facebook obviously has not reclaimed its position as an engine of culture. No. no culture is happening on Facebook. Oh, it's horrible on there. It's really horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like obviously TikTok is where it's at. Yeah. That's producing the most. Uh, well, and places like in our last episode we talked about, it's places like Discord and these weird private circles are like yeah, exactly. creating weird niche culture and niche, niche culture memes that, that, that then sort of gets exported through various means. Yeah, which it, Reddit kind of used to do and still does to a certain extent. Uh, and and Reddit, Reddit's another one. In fact, I think Reddit's becoming stronger and stronger as mm. time goes on. Or at least it creating the kind of mainstream culture. It used to be like a real meme battleground or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like hard to imagine it getting back to those like glory days of like, let's say 2014, 2015. Every meme was coming from Instagram. Artists were being made there. Uh, like that was where you saw saw shit. You'd even hear that. Remember, there was a period celebrity scandals would play out over Instagram stories. Mm. But people just teeing off on like a Te- bunch yeah. of like stories. Yeah, exactly. Teeing off like celebrities getting into blues on there. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know if we've seen an example of like a platform really recapturing yeah, the but, flame. But maybe that idea of like if you want to be a hot place that kind of creates culture. It's the same in any kind of form of culture, right? Like for the most part, you're never going to have massive scale. Like it has to be niche to a certain extent. So yeah, yeah, like yeah. Instagram so, is now just like a money engine. Yeah, it's a money like it's a money engine with like normie flavor. Everything sort of happens there. Yeah, so every, result, everyone's on it. So, so it doesn't a, doesn't yeah. have that any level of cool left in the tank. But it's also the one that makes the most money because everyone's on it and you have this kind of vanilla pastiche. Yeah. God. Damn. Is there such thing as a vanilla pastiche? Actually, like, we're looking at painting the walls and, Jesus Christ, there's a few different types of white, mate. Oh, God, yeah. A few shades, I can imagine. Yeah. Antique or vintage? Which one do we go for? I'm, I'm picturing them. I, c- I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which, which is better. But I'm thinking vintage. 